Welcome to the Wellness Seekers Podcast. My name is Courtney and I am your guide. I am a mom, educator, woo-woo junkie, mental health advocate, and like you, I am on a wellness journey. This podcast will curate my knowledge, inquiries, and resources to help educate you. Whether you are seeking to begin or continue on your wellness journey, you are in the right place. We will build your knowledge around all things wellness, from crystals and meditation to nutrition and fitness trends. We will journey together, clearing through the clutter to find best practices, reliable tips, industry experts, and so much more. Thank you for being here. Now let's get started. Hello, wellness seekers. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to share this week's episode with you. If you follow me on Instagram, I already shared my famous spinach banana blueberry muffin recipe, but I just shared like the very basic version of it. And I have another version that includes all the things that you can substitute and change and all of that that still makes a delicious muffin. Um, so if you want that version of it, I want you to head to the show notes and download the link or like click on the link to be able to download uh, that muffin recipe version because it is awesome. Just as like, it's not even just great for that muffin recipe. It's great for many other muffin or otherwise baked goods recipes, um, to know certain things that you can substitute. So head over there if you're looking for it as like a point of reference for other recipes too. So today we are talking about substitutions and we're going to talk a little bit about food substitutions, just a little bit, but also about being able to make substitutions in your life and like more going with the flow. Uh, I have some tips for you at the end of how, you know, you can work on that because if you're anything like me, I am a control freak. I'm a recovering control freak and I actually don't like love the term control freak um, because like it's okay to like to have control over situations and to be a person that plans ahead, but I just using that term, I feel like other people have heard it and they understand what it means. So that's why I used it there. Anyway, (laughs) I just basically like to have control over situations. It helps with my anxiety levels and it just helps me sleep at night. But I have learned um, to release control in lots of different situations and I've learned to delegate better. And all of that happened since my breakdown turned breakthrough. And if you want to know a little bit more about that, you can listen to episode one. And I also do hope to record an episode on that. So if you are like going way back into the archives one day listening to this, potentially there is a whole episode um, all about my breakdown slash breakthrough and what I did there, how I got through it and all of that. But Currently, there is not as of August 24th, 2020. (laughs) 
Anyway, I have learned to let things go, to release some control, to go with the flow a little bit better. Um, within reason though, because, you know, I still like control. Anyway, this episode is not about me. Um, it's also not about religion, but I am going to talk just for a second about Buddhism because it was probably about 10 years ago. So even before my breakdown breakthrough, and I picked up a book about Buddhism. I was just, I don't know, drawn to it and wanted to know more. And I found it fascinating. And I think one reason that it resonated with me on a really deep level is because it was, it was about being present and letting things go. And I need, I knew I needed to learn that. So that's when the work probably started for me was 10 years ago when I started reading that book. Um, and then I, I would say that having children, especially a two and a half year old who amazingly has a mind of her own, <laughs> really solidified some of those teachings from that Buddhist book, um, to just let things go, you know, choose your battles. Anyway, this is also not an episode on control entirely. Um, it's just basically being okay to veer from what you thought something should look like and allowing for substitutions to happen. Okay, so why did I share this recipe with you aside from just the fact that there's substitutions in it for food? <laughs> um, I've found that so many people can get really hung up on a recipe if they're missing an ingredient. And so then they decide, you know, not to make it. I don't have any of those ingredients. Okay. If you don't have any of the ingredients, you can't make it, but if you're just missing one or two, you, chances are you could substitute or you could find something else that would work with it. Um, but I find people, especially with healthier recipes, um, get really intimidated by the ingredients that are there and then they just never choose to make it. It kind of paralyzes them and then they don't make it. And that's really sad. So I thought that a recipe was a great jumping off point. And don't get me wrong. There are recipes that need to be followed to a T. My friend who is the most amazing baker, she shared some of that mad science around like certain recipes and adding certain things at the certain times and they have to be, you know, the exact thing. So like, I get it and I respect it, but like, we're not making, I'm not talking about making like some, I can't even think of a fancy baked good, like a macaroon maybe. I've never made them because you probably can't substitute anything. You have to be really precise. I'm just guessing, but she makes really good ones anyway. <laughs> but if you're making like a plain old muffin, there's lots of things that you can change up that suit your needs or like what you have in your house. So the first time that I learned about using applesauce instead of oil in baking, like my world changed. I was in first year university and I wanted to bake a cake for my friend's birthday. It was a boxed cake for the record. I was not making anything from scratch first year university in residence, but anyway, and we didn't have any oil, which was also, I don't like, I don't know why, or maybe we just didn't have like vegetable oil, like it called for. And I was afraid to use olive oil. I don't really remember that detail, but I remember like running into my room because Wi-Fi didn't exist then. And <laughs> Um, like searching on my computer, like substituting oil in cake recipe. And then there it was, it was like use applesauce one for one, um, instead of oil. And I had applesauce, which is also kind of weird. I don't know why I had that over oil, but 
I digress. I just remember that moment of learning this. And so then I used applesauce in the cake and it was perfect and it was moist and it was delicious. And I was just, my mind was blown. Um, so I use applesauce a lot now to replace oil. Um, like especially in boxed cake recipes, I never use oil ever. Um, I would suggest an unsweetened applesauce if you were going to do that, just because cake is sweet enough, you know? Anyway, the next time that my mind was blown over uh, baking substitution was when a friend of mine told me that you could use chia seeds one-to-one for sugar in a recipe. Like, that's so cool. That wasn't that long ago. It was like less than three years ago. (laughs) And um, it obviously changes the taste because you're removing the sweetener, but um, it like makes it super healthy and great for babies because they don't need that sweet, that super sweetness either. Um, Oftentimes, if I come across a recipe that I feel like calls for a crazy amount of sugar, I'll do like a half and half, especially if I've never made the recipe before. Um, I just don't know how it'll turn out. So I'll do like half of the sugar and then half as chia seeds. I just think that's the coolest substitution. Anyway, um, I do have a great cookbook called Party in My Plants by Talia Pollock. And she mentions uh, this idea of substitutions in her cookbook. And she says, and I'm paraphrasing, I didn't exactly quote it from her book, but she says, if the recipe calls for a yellow onion and you have a white onion, use that instead. Like, don't let something simple like that hold you up. Other examples, like subbing almond butter for peanut butter, if you don't have one or the other, or kale for spinach. Sometimes the kale for spinach one can be weird. It kind of depends on what you're making or doing, but, um, but it's true. Like they can fairly easily swap out for each other. So just like, think about those things when you're looking at a recipe. She taught titles like the section of the book, if conditioner can be shaving cream, dot, dot, dot. And I just, I love that because I'm a big fan of substituting and I rarely let, you know, a missing ingredient hold me back unless, you know, I'm making like cauliflower rice and I don't have cauliflower. It's, you know, it's not going to (laughs) work, but you get it, right? (laughs) So just allowing yourself to go with the flow a little bit more so that you can accomplish the recipe. And this is why I love my spinach banana blueberry muffin recipe. If somebody has a better name for it, like catchier than that, let me know. Uh, But you could probably sub in, well, maybe not with baking, you could sub in kale. So I don't know that I would probably stick with the spinach for that. But you know what? You could probably sub in zucchini for sure you could. You could for sure sub in zucchini. Um, you could probably also replace um, the banana with pumpkin. And I, I'm i going to, before I upload this, I am going to put those two substitutions in. I mean, obviously it's going to really change the flavor, but um, I bet they would work. If anybody tries that, please tag me at Edgewater Well and let me know, or like send me a picture. I would love to see if it worked. Anyway, I think I've said anyway like 400 times. I'm going off on a tangent on this one. I thought this would be a short episode and now I'm rambling. Okay, doesn't have this episode doesn't need to just be about food substitutions. I also wanted to talk about transferring the skill of going with the flow while cooking and baking to like going with the flow in life. 
Okay. But we will use a food example just to keep things consistent. Um, so imagine you're out for dinner at your favorite restaurant and you always order the quinoa salad because A, you love it and B, it's good for you. And so it's like, this is the perfect restaurant for you to go to, but you go there today and they are all sold out of the quinoa salad. Okay. And then the server, because they're awesome, because it's your favorite restaurant, they make some suggestions to dishes that are not exactly the same, but fairly close. So they suggest something like a Mexican Buddha bowl, um, you know, that's light and fresh, but uses rice instead of quinoa. So as I see it, you kind of have three choices at this point. So one, you can thank them and then pout and then reluctantly order something else and then like hate eat it, even though it does taste good, but you're just so upset that they don't have the quinoa salad and then it's a terrible meal and you go home unsatisfied. Or option two, you thank your server and you ask them to have one more minute and you look at the menu and you find something else and then you could still, like you could go either way here and you could like hate eat it or you could enjoy it and get over it. Or number three, you thank them and you either go with the Buddha bowl because that's a great suggestion. Um, or you look at the menu and you just take a deep breath knowing that picking something else will be okay. And that even though you had your heart set on a certain dish, you will be able to find something else that you enjoy that's good for you too, and that you can really come to love. And then all of a sudden you'll have two favorite dishes at your favorite restaurant. There's probably other options, but those were the three that I thought of. (laughs) Um, And I think I use this as an example too, because making decisions at restaurants used to be the hardest thing for me. I could make a decision about moving across the ocean, like in no time, but picking a like making a decision about a meal was very challenging for me. And when I decided, and then if they didn't have it, it like I was a mess and it was just like, it would ruin my meal. I don't know how many times, like, I know it sounds dramatic. I, I am dramatic though. So anyway, I have learned to just go with it, that the chances are there is something else on the menu that I will enjoy and it will all be fine. I shake my head. I'm shaking my head right now. You can't see that, but at my former self, I'm so glad that I'm better at going with the flow. Perhaps if we had my husband on here, he would say it's a little bit different, but I do, I know I've gotten better. Anyway, here are some tips to find, um, some flow in your life, whether it's food related or otherwise. So like I said earlier, take a deep breath. I cannot tell you how many times a solid breath or two has saved me from flying off the handle. So that deep breath is grounding. It centers us and it just gives us a moment to pause before reacting to the situation. Also start practicing looking at things for multiple outcomes. So when you're in the planning phase or thinking of the event, thinking of the if-then type way. So for example, if they don't have this meal, then I will get this meal instead. So choosing two off the menu just in case. Um, Or like if it starts to rain, then we will do this instead if you're planning a party or something outside, right? Um, I find for me as someone who likes control, 
but I'm also trying to learn to let things go. If I'm prepared for various outcomes, I feel more in control and then I'm not as stuck to it in the same way. And I've already had a chance to wrap my head around being prepared for a different outcome. Even if it's not the outcome that I thought of, at least my mind has practiced thinking exponentially as opposed to just linear, like this is the way it is. It just helps me. Um, Another thing is to take time to reflect on a situation that didn't go as planned. So you can meditate with it or journal about it or talk to someone about it and ask yourself things like, did anything bad happen? Another question could be, did I waste time or energy trying to control the situation? So did you waste fun, fun time because you were worrying about the situation and what was happening? Another one is, how do I feel now that time has passed? So now that you're reflecting on it, how is it feeling now? And now that you're sitting with it. Um, Another one, how could I handle, how could I better handle or be prepared for a similar situation in the future? So it's sort of similar to um, looking at like different outcomes, but just in that reflection piece thinking about how it could have been handled better, I find that just prepares me for, for it, you know, the inevitable if it happens again. And then what was good that came from having things changed up. So I do a weekly pep talk and this week's pep talk, I talked about going with the flow and how, um, I had two people join a workout that I had already organized and prepared for. And I was really excited about it. And the two people that joined, we're trying to get their workout in, which I, of course, was like, come do it. But I was feeling frustrated because I had to rejig things so that it better accommodated the group. And I I was so frustrated in the moment, but I just took a breath and I thought, Courtney, you can do this, like just rearrange it. And you know what? It was so fun having the two extra people there. Like, I'm so glad that I, I said, yes, I took the time to rearrange it. And we had such a blast. So it was just, then I reflected and I thought, okay, like next time this happens, either decide that you don't want to be frustrated and just say no, or realize that it was lots of fun, say yes, and just move on with it. (laughs) Um, A couple other tips I have are remember that the more you practice going with the flow, the easier it gets kind of to my last point. (laughs) Uh, Like with anything, the more experience we have with it, the easier it is. So any, you know, this from having a job, um, you know, your first day on the job, everything's new and then it gets easier and easier. And especially I found this in teaching when things happened, it was like the first time kind of, Oh my gosh, okay, how do I fix this? What happens? You know, whatever. And then you'd have it happen again another time. Cause inevitably it would, cause you're still just teaching teenagers <laughs> each year. And, or I was teaching teenagers anyway. And then I knew like it wasn't, it didn't throw me off. Cause I was like, I've handled this before. Or this is nothing in comparison to what I've handled before. And lastly, it's not about just showing up and winging it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of like winging it going with the flow. I mean, in some cases you can, or if you're that type of person. Um, But it's about being prepared. So just being open to those infinite possibilities. I feel like this point has been reiterated in a couple of my other tips. Um... But yeah, that's, and that's just how I 
work. (laughs) Um, Okay, so takeaways from this episode. In life and in recipes, substituting can be a practice that can help you reach the same or even a better outcome. And the better part is due to the fact that you will not have wasted precious time and energy on worrying or festering on what it should be like or could have been like, and just appreciate it for what it is, right? So if you're prepared for different outcomes, if you're prepared, you know, like if you always have a can of pumpkin or some frozen bananas in your fridge, chances are you can make any muffin, you know, as long as you have some baking supplies, but just go with it, try it out. Anyway, as always, wellness seekers, if you have any questions about any of this, please reach out. You can just send me an email or a DM on social. And I need to remind you though, that I am not a counselor or a dietitian. So these tips and suggestions are simply like just that they're tips and suggestions coming from someone like me, normal person who has researched a lot and done a lot of trial and error um, to figure things out that work for her. And I'm just sharing that with you because if one little tip helps someone, then this was all worth it. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for being here and I will talk to you soon. There you have it, wellness seeker. It is my sincere hope that you got something of value from this week's episode. If you have any questions or comments, please see the show notes for contact info or further information on today's topic. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by leaving a review and subscribing. Until next time, stay well, seekers.